My name is Stuart. You are now locked into the Media Outcast. Whether it's film reviews, TV after shows, or wrestling talk, or discussions about Marvel and DC. Arsenal match reactions, video game chats. You're in the right place. Stay tuned and enjoy. Welcome to a new episode of Media Outcast. I'm Stuart and today we're going to be um, looking at an interesting topic that I think a lot of people who are fans of DC, Marvel, you know, fans who are, you know, people are fans of superhero movies, just media content in general, you know, animated stuff, video games. It's an interesting conversation to have. Um, you know, which is, uh, we're looking at, so the DC extended universe, which is a, uh, you know, it's their, it's their phrase for everything that came, um, after Man of Steel, right? So that was the first film, Man of Steel. So anything that came before Man of Steel doesn't count in this quote unquote DC extended universe, right? So... We're also going to be looking at the Arrowverse. Yes, you guessed it. It's centered around Arrow. Arrow was the first show. The first, it was like a new, a new project that DC had, and Arrow was the first of many to come from that project. Um, we also had uh, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I think that's it. Briefly, we had Constantine as well, which who, you know, he's appeared in some of the other shows. Um, am I missing anything? I feel like I am. Um, I don't think I am. So, you know, when we look at, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at um, which is stronger, not just from a fan's perspective, and not just like personality-wise, but what about like. Just in terms of uh, more care taken with them. You know, some would argue, you know, TV shows have so much more focus. So, of course, they're going to be better. But then I would argue, no, you're wrong. Movies would always be better because they're movies. The money is it's like it's like a hundred times more money in the movies than there is in the TV shows. People will be surprised you know, the difference in money between the TV shows and the movies, even though it's the same company. I really, um, this, I think this is such an interesting debate because I am someone who, I'm more of a Marvel fan, but I've watched all the DC stuff, the TV shows. Um, I grew up in Smallville. You know, that was before, that was almost laying the groundwork for all of this. For Marvel and DC, actually. They really, um, I think it was a game changer, Smallville. I was a really big fan of that growing up. So, and then you look at shows, see the shows are outside the Arrowverse as well that you need to think about. So, if we're looking at shows outside the Arrowverse, we're looking at um, Gotham. This new show, Titans. I think there's a, a Krypton show even. Man, I did, I t- 
I think I saw somewhere about that. I've never seen it. You know, I really should know this stuff before doing the podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So first thing we're going to do. Let's look at the DCEU, as it's called, and what it is, right? So this is, I almost feel like, because they're in direct competition with Marvel across all media platforms, uh, whether it's animated series, animated movies, comic books, graphic novels, video games, you know, they're, they're in competition in every aspect. So I feel like this was their combative answer to the mcu which is wildly successful so we're looking at dceu is they're trying to create this you know avengers style um story where they'll have you know here's some solo movies and then boom here's your big movie that brings them together trying to follow the blueprint now We'll get into um, what what they did wrong or right later, right? Just for now, we're just going to break down what they are. Maybe some people listening, they're not very sure. I mean, you know, but you don't really know, you know? So I'm just going to uh, try and break it down a bit for people. So the DC Extended Universe, you've got to remember, there are movies from DC that came before this started, that do not um, apply to this extended universe. For example, the Dark Knight trilogy from Nolan. They are not part. They are not part of this extended universe. Um, I'm trying to think, there was a few others that came out. Um, I mean, of course, there was loads of Superman films. You know, in the seventies, the eighties, and stuff like that. You had Superman Returns, which was awful, by the way. <laughs> but then you had. Um, uh, I think you had a Catwoman, Catwoman movie, right? Yeah, there was, yeah, there was, there was a Catwoman, that's right, it was Halle Berry as Catwoman, <laughs> yeah, I remember that, I remember that, not to forget, um, Watchmen, isn't that DC? I'm pretty sure it is, it's crazy, yeah, we had DC, you know, we've had loads of Batman films, but basically, it starts in 2013 with Man of Steel. That is the first DC Extended Universe movie. Now, let's have a look at um, the movies that are out, right? And then the movies that are coming out. Um, so, Man of Steel was the first one. Let me just have a look a second. Um, so, we had Man of Steel. Then we had Batman versus Superman, which came after that. Uh, wild, I mean, Jesus Christ. Batman versus Superman uh, was very disappointing. Uh, not just from a fan perspective, but just critically, if you look at the reviews, it, it really, like, there was so much hype around this film. So much. And I think the biggest problem about this film was, is... Obviously, Christian Bale left as Batman. And then they brought in Ben Affleck, a very high profile and a good actor, by the way. A good actor who takes care of the choices he makes in terms of roles he takes. Now, maybe he done a few back in the day that weren't so great. But because he's at a point now where he's already made his name, he's made his money. 
He's already put himself in that elite list in Hollywood. You know, he can pick and choose and he can make sure that the ones he does pick are going to be good for him and his career. Right. So I understand that. So I knew when Ben Affleck came in, I thought, wow, that is great. That is a very high profile um, actor to bring in. I was quite surprised that they brought brought in someone so high profile. So Ben Affleck is Batman. Now, here's here's my issue here. So Ben Affleck um, as Batman and Christian Bale as Batman, they're very different characters. Um, and I think, and that's good. Uh, each actor should have their own interpretation of a character. That's great. That is good to see. It's good to see an actor. It's not just that though. It's directors and writers. You know, they've changed. So the direction of Batman is different. And the problem is, is that we haven't had Ben Affleck's Batman didn't get a movie first. You know, we've seen the Christian Bale movies, right? But we haven't seen a Ben Affleck movie. So in this. In this movie where it's about two big powerhouses coming together, two superhero, super heavyweights, um, excuse the pun. When they come together, um, you know, you're left in a situation where like, well, we don't know this Batman. We know a little bit about this Superman from his one film, which let, let me just point out something about Man of Steel. Um the direction of like this style of Man of Steel is very left field of what Superman is about. The thing is, when you do a superhero movie based on a Marvel or DC comic book, because they're so popular, because thousands have read them, thousands grew up with them, especially someone like Superman. Jesus, the most popular, got to be the most popular superhero of all time, right? Um, and the problem is with that is that when you take that, when you take the most popular superhero ever and you try to change his, the way he is, his character, um, the, the tone of his story, when you do that, you completely, you, you, you take, you're losing all your audience straight away. You know, I don't. Listen, I respect the, the fact that um, someone said, you know, let, let's go, let's take it more dark, you know, let, let's, let's, let's bring this to a more dark and gritty level. I respect someone that wants to come out and be bold enough to try that. The problem is when you try something, it's a risk. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it's a master stroke. Sometimes it's a genius move. But then sometimes it's a flop and a joke. And the problem is, is that uh, Man of Steel uh, <laughs> passes more as a Batman film than it does a Superman film in tone. You know, it's too dark, it's too gloomy. You know, so the 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 um the thing that makes Superman so popular is the fact that he is the he's the light in the dark. With all this darkness in these different stories, Superman is always the light. The you know, the smiling face is there to make everyone feel safe, right? And the problem is, is that Superman was so dark that I didn't see much difference between him and Batman except superpowers. Because I'm just talking about the character direction. They're basically the same. And that is the problem. That was the problem, is that you had Superman versus Batman. But what you really had was two guys 
that in tone were very similar and it just didn't like uh, the whole idea of superman versus batman in stories and comic books in all these different dc stories is that it's the difference between them that's what makes it good but when you take that difference between them out of the equation it's not as fun you know it's just two guys very similar going at it it's not as interesting and that was the big problem and to be honest the biggest <laughs> the best thing about batman versus superman was wonder woman she made a cameo the music hit she came in she'd done her thing and it was so epic and cool and I, I walked away from that movie thinking, you know, Wonder Woman's pretty cool. And that's the thing. That's what I walked away with, which is quite funny. So we spoke a bit about Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel, right? Now let's go to what came after Man of Steel and then Batman v Superman and what came next. Suicide Squad. Oh my God. It just, it's like tumbling down a hill and at the bottom, the spikes. And the closer you, the further you go, the closer you get to spikes, right? <laughs> Here's the problem. Suicide Squad is quite possibly the worst film I have ever seen. And I'm not even like, this is, I'm taking the fan, the fan, the DC or the, you know, the superhero fan out of the equation right now. I'm talking to someone who studies film and I make films for a living, right? So I'm just talking as a film person. That is the biggest load of trash I have ever watched. Honestly, it's so bad. I am so surprised and shocked that someone like Will Smith even agreed to do this. I mean, that is that will harm everyone's reputation involved. And what's more unbelievable, do you know what? I will get to that afterwards. <laughs> I'm not going to go off yet. <laughs> um, we'll get to that afterwards. But I don't want to sound too negative, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at what are the positives of Suicide Squad as an idea. What are the positives? So the number one positive is it's different. Uh, it's very different. You know, they brought in some cool edgy music. Um, it's a bunch of villains. You know, it's like this story of misfits coming together to, you know, do good. But the people doing good are bad people. You know, like it's 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 a cool concept. It really is. I really, the trailers made it look so good. They had, my God, they had Bohemian Rhapsody while Joker was on the screen. Like, wow, that is very cool. When I saw that, I was like, holy. Like, I was like, my God, this is going to be one of the best um, superhero films I've ever seen. Like, it, it looked incredible. When I saw it, it was the worst thing I've ever watched. And I've seen some really bad films, believe me. So, you know, I mean, there's so many problems. I don't want to go into all that. I'm sure at some point I'll actually sit down and watch it and review it for the podcast. So I'm not going to go too much into the stuff. I'm just going to say it wasn't good. The DC Extended Universe, it just... man, There was Man of Steel, which was okay, right? It wasn't as good as it should have been. It's a Superman film. It should be great. It's the franchise player of DC. should be amazing. It wasn't. Then you go into Batman v Superman. 
You get a Batman we've never seen before thrown into a story. We didn't get to know him first. So again, that was that bottomed out. That was not good. That was a poor film, um, poor preparation. But the best thing about that was Wonder Woman. Then you had Suicide Squad and it just got worse. You know, it's just like it really like the quality just went down and down from Man of Steel. And even from Man of Steel, it wasn't very high anyway. You know, so then after Suicide Squad, we had Wonder Woman. This is when it picked up. This is when it truly picked up. Um, I when when Wonder Woman, when I saw the trailers and stuff, Wonder Woman, it was coming out last year. I saw it and I, I was so skeptical at this point because I'd seen all these new DC movies and nothing, nothing. Nothing I've seen made me excited for DC films or DC, you know, anything DC. I just became tired of DC and I didn't even care anymore. When Wonder Woman was coming out, I was like, ah, I might see it. Whereas usually when a superhero film comes out, I am counting down the flipping seconds, months before it comes out. Do you know what I'm saying? So at this point, I'm like, Nah, I might, maybe when it's out on Blu-ray, I might watch it. You know, like, I just wasn't, ah, I just wasn't interested at this point. All this bad quality from DC just made me not care anymore, which is crazy because they're like my favourite films to watch. You know, superhero films are life for me. <laughs> so when that happened, I was just like, nah, but I did. I went and saw it. Um... I actually went and saw it because someone else wanted to see it. I didn't. I wasn't even going to watch it, to be honest. I'm sure I would have got around to it eventually. But I didn't want to see it. So I ended up going to watch it. And, um, wow. Still, listen, listen. Is it a great film? No. But it's a good film. But compared to the other stuff that they made recently in DC, it was amazing. It was mwah amazing <laughs> i loved it um so it was almost like uh dc made that film so much better than it was because everyone's expectations are so low at this point you know it's scar man it was really good though wonder woman they really that was a lifeline i i thought you know this whole dceu thing needs to be they need to just um, scrap it, start again, because it's just bad. Everything's bad. It's not working. But that's on Wonder Woman. I was like, okay, here's a glimmer of hope. Here's something that means we might get, um, you know, we might, you know, it might be going in the right direction now. Maybe they've figured out the problems and have said, okay, this is how we fix them. But now we're going <laughs> to... Let's. I am going to review these films. That's why I'm not going into too much detail. This is just on the grand scale of things, you know. So now we're going to move on to what came after Wonder Woman, which is the latest film to be released by DC. And that is Justice League in the same year. Um, this film had a lot of the same problems that Batman v Superman did. So many characters that I don't know it was it felt rushed don't get me wrong there were moments i enjoyed this there were moments where i thought oh you know this is pretty fun this is pretty cool it's pretty fun but it's um 
a lot of the same problems. It was so rushed. It just felt rushed. Everything was rushed and forced. When you watch it, you can feel it. You know, the only characters I enjoyed were Wonder Woman and the introduction of Aquaman. Those two I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed some of the comedy from uh, Ezra Miller as Flash. But here's the thing. When you're watching a better Flash on a TV show, that one doesn't seem so impressive. You know, some people were really impressed, but, you know, it was just like, it was almost, it was like, um, <laughs> it was like a lower rate version of Deadpool. You know, it was like trying to, trying to do Deadpool jokes from someone who can't really do it the way Deadpool does, you know? So I, I, um, I, it was, Justice League had moments where I enjoyed it, but overall as a film, um, considering, considering how big this film is meant to be. Do you know how many years people have been waiting for a Justice League film? People have been waiting for that for like 20 plus years. It didn't, it was, it was, compared to what it was meant to be, it was rubbish. And that is just a fact. I, I would expect that, I would expect, so here's what I'm saying, right? If you compare it to the other DC films, no, it's not that bad, right? But if you compare, if you're looking at what that film is meant to be, it's nowhere near good enough nowhere near and that is the problem with that film is it has the same problems batman versus superman does i don't know flash i don't know aquaman i don't know cyborg it just like look they tried to do what avengers did you know avengers but the, the difference is avengers marvel were patient you know they put out their hulk film they put out their iron man film they put out a second iron man film they put out a Thor film. They put out a Captain America film. Then boom. Here's, the, here's all these people that have had their own movies. Now here's a movie with them together. Because you know each character now. You know where they come from. You know all about them. The problem is. Is that with Justice League. We had a Wonder Woman film. Fair enough. Great film. We had a Superman film. Um, would you call Batman v Superman a Batman film? I wouldn't. I'd call it a Superman film. So two of the two of how many? So you had uh, Cyborg, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Two of the five had a movie before this came out. The rest didn't. That's the problem. They all should have had their individual solo. And by the way, their solo movies. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay computer <laughs> uh their solo movies here's the issue the solo movies are coming out after justice league flash is getting one aquaman's getting one and uh i oh know cyborg's not <laughs> yeah Cy cyborg's not and i don't blame them you know he was the worst part of justice league to be honest uh everything the acting the cgi it was just bad really bad <laughs> So, I've explained the movies that have came out. Now, let's run through quickly, because um, I want to move on to the Arrowverse. So, let's run through quickly the movies that are coming out from um, the DC Extended Universe. So, we have Aquaman, which I'm looking forward to. I've seen the trailer. looks good. I enjoyed him in Justice League, so I expect that movie to be good. Hopefully, it's... You know, similar in quality to Wonder Woman. 
I'm hoping that Aquaman's going to be really good, actually. Uh, Shazam, I'm not too interested. It looks like a very, uh, it looks like a film for a very young audience, um, and not just for a young audience, but only really for a young audience. You know, most superhero films are for young audiences, but you know it can be for most ages. Whereas this one feels like you know if you're older than five, <laughs> you're not gonna enjoy it. You know, I just ah, it just looks nah, it looks too corny and too cliche for me. You know, it's like so. It it feels like a Disney film. You know, like a proper Disney film, like the ones you see on the Disney Channel. It felt like that. I just like nah. I probably won't watch Shazam, but Aquaman looks amazing. And then in twenty nineteen, we have Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I'm looking forward to a sequel to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman uh, in this DC Extended Universe, Wonder Woman is definitely the best one. So I'm really looking forward to the sequel. I'm hoping they just improve upon that. Um, you know, because origin stories are always a bit of a, you know, they're always a bit of a trope, you know. Um, I hope they, you know, it's, it's always fun to see a franchise move away from the origin story and get into the meat of some of the other stories that don't involve oh, this is how they become the hero. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't care about that now. So I'm, I've seen it. Now I want to see uh, Wonder Woman in her, you know, in her prime doing her thing. And I'm looking forward to that in the second Wonder Woman film in 2019. And then, oh no, I'm wrong. We do have, uh, according, you know, looking on, in, on the internets, yeah, <laughs> we have a cyborg film in 2020. Very surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they recasted because he uh no he was the he was the worst part of the Justice League, and that's not just the writing that's the actor he's not a good actor um you know that was really disappointing Cyborg's part. And then twenty twenty we have <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we have a reboot of the Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps it's called. Um, do you know what I'm not uh, I'm not like everyone <laughs> I'm like listen listen don't compare it to the other one it's not it's going to be nothing like that um, Green Lantern Corps will be good I mean the rumours are Tom Cruise yes Tom Cruise is Green Lantern that is insane um, DC certainly bring in these high sometimes they do they bring in these high profile actors and I'll give them credit for that. It must cost them a lot. If it's true, it's going to cost them a heap load of money to uh, bring in Tom Cruise to do Green Lantern. And, you know, I don't think Tom Cruise would let it go out, go out if it was really bad. Although Jack Reacher was bad, so <laughs> maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, we got that in 2020. Let's see what else we got. Uh, we got... Wow. We've got uh, three really, uh, you know, high-profile films from DC in 2020. We have Flashpoint, which is Flash. You know, he's he's that's when he gets his movie. You know, <laughs> three years after Justice League, which is crazy. But um, you know, I'm sure it'll be decent. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Ezra Miller never really impressed me. He made some jokes, but you know, Flash is not a comedy. You know, it's not a sitcom on NBC, you know, so I, I want to see more. So I'm just going to wait on that one. I don't know what uh, what to say about that one. I'm just going to wait and see with that one. 
And then uh, to be announced, we have Suicide Squad 2. God knows why. Birds of Prey. Um, <coughs> I know that's a group in DC. It's like uh, the female heroes. I think got Canary. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, got Canary in there and some others. I'm not too familiar with that, but that's what we got coming to be announced. Uh, no date on that yet. We also have the Batman. Oh, we're finally... You know, we still don't even know when we're going to get a Batman film, which is crazy. And will it even be Ben Affleck? Because, you know, there's always talk of that, him wanting to leave and he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. It's it's a mess. It really is. And then we have Black Adam to be announced, which I thought was meant to be in Shazam, but that's apparently changed. Uh, maybe they're not happy with Black Adam, you know. I don't blame them. I wouldn't be happy if The Rock was someone who looks Egyptian and more... Uh, Middle Eastern, you know, I, I, I can't understand why they've brought in him to be Black Adam, you know, but I love The Rock, I'm a wrestling fan, so I love him, but I just don't, I don't think that part's right for him, so that's all the films that are going to be coming out, uh, between now and the next, you know, two, three years, so, I've spoke about the movies that have worked, it's not, um, Wonder Woman's the only one, uh, parts of Justice League, Spoke about the ones that haven't. Um, what came before the DCEU? Everyone knows. I mean, well, not everyone knows, but I think is widely accepted that the best superhero film ever, ironically enough, is a DC film. And it's uh, The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. I don't think it's just because of his death. Um, it is genuinely a masterclass in how to make a movie. No, I don't mean just in suit. It's it's one of the top films, uh, out there that you could watch. And I'm not just talking about superhero films. It really is one of the top ones. So, um, yeah, I I think that is. I think Batman Begins was okay. Dark Knight Rises wasn't a big fan of that. It was nowhere near as good as Dark Knight. Had a lot to live up to, so you know it's understandable. But what I want to move on to now is the Arrowverse. Something I am a fan of here, you know, so it's not all negative, don't worry, it's not an agenda because I'm a, I'm a Marvel guy, you know, it's, it's not like that. Um, so now we're going to talk about the TV shows. So we have Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Now, um, I'm a huge fan of Arrow. In fact, um, when I first saw Arrow, because I was a fan of uh, Smallville, you know, because he was so dark, I was like, ah, I'm not sure about this. He's meant to be a bit more bright and, you know, making jokes and stuff like that, you know. But uh, the more I watched it, the more I fell in love with it. You know, um, I think what they've done, what CW have done with Arrow is they've said, you know, we can't make a Batman TV series anymore. But I'll tell you what we can do. We can make this Green Arrow even better than the Batman in the films. I mean... It's, Arrow is so epic, man. Um, <clears throat> six seasons now. Six seasons deep. That's impressive. You have to have a good show to go six seasons in, especially a superhero show, because uh, TV networks are very critical of superhero shows, so they have to be good. You know, there are soaps that are terrible that will be running for 20 years or something. But when it comes to superhero shows, they have to be good to last. You know, it's been running since 2012, I think. I think it's 2012. You know, that's a long time. That's 
six six years yes <laughs> i know maths okay don't don't question me um that's six years running you know it is a good show it's the best of the bunch to be honest with you i've seen them all on the arrowverse um I don't know. We'll get into that. But um, it is definitely one of the best. Um, I will say, as far as uh, TV shows go, DC are winning that um, that battle. That's, uh, you know, you could call it a battle uh, between Marvel and DC. You know, DC really, <clears throat> with Arrow, they really struck gold. You know, the from the actor to the, to the supporting cast each season, to the characters they've brought in to it. You know, and all this stuff, it's been really good. It's been very good. The, even the Suicide Squad that was in Arrow was much better than the one in the film. Um, I think, um, but the thing is with Arrow, as I think there is genuine, from the people involved to creating it, there is a genuine feeling that they do care about um, how to treat the character, make sure it's right. You know, make sure there's enough in the comic books, but also enough different where, you know, it's not too predictable. And they've got a new, really nice balance with that. And they've made Green Arrow as a character who's, you know, he's popular, but he's not that popular compared to um, the other, you know, top, top line of um, DC characters. He's, they've really made Green Arrow on that on that level of like your Batmans, your Supermans, you know, really have... Um, He's really his values definitely went up since that TV show, and the action's great, the style of it, the tone of it, it's all great, man. It's 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 really good. Uh, I mean, the Deathstroke in um, we'll wait and see in Justice League two or wherever Deathstroke's gonna appear because we saw him at the end of Justice League. Um, we'll see if it's better than the one in Arrow, but the one in Arrow is pretty great. I enjoyed that. One thing I will say about Arrow that I feel like uh, recently it's um not as good as it was is the thing that really strung it all together and linked it together was the flashback stuff where you'd have one story happening in the present while another one would be getting told in the past at the same time, you know, and it was really nice and very smart and artistic the way they'd done that, being able to tell two completely different stories and completely different settings in each episode. It is very cool. And uh, the fact that they don't do that anymore because they've got to the present and have told all the stories that have happened to Arrow before he came back to Star City. Um, I feel like it's lost something uh, when they lost that, you know, unfortunately. So, we're going to move on to Flash. Flash is a decent show. I, I'm not as a huge fan of it. Uh, the visual effects are good, very good. Um, the actor's good at Flash, better than the movie one. Uh, the suit looks cool. Um, some good, uh, some good characters have appeared in there. You've had some crossovers. We'll get to crossovers in a minute once we've, uh, just, uh, spoke about each show. Uh, Flash is how many seasons? I think it's four seasons in. Uh, Flash is, it's good. It has a very different, uh, what I like is it is different to Arrow. I like that each show has a different, uh, feel and tone to it. Flash is a lot brighter. You could compare it to Smallville. You know, it's got more of a cheery vibe. More probably for a younger audience would enjoy that one more than Arrow. I feel like more I feel like Arrow's more uh, aimed at um, a slightly more mature audience than the rest of them. You know, it's very dark. 
uh, very real and gritty. That's the idea behind it. So we've got Arrow, we've got Flash. Um, now let's talk about Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow is a very interesting just idea. Like it's crazy. When I was watching it, man, I was enjoying it. At the same time, I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. I, <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't know what to make of it at first. I was like, is this, is this good or ridiculous? Like, I wasn't sure, you know, it's, but it's almost like, it's ridiculous, the reason it's good is because it's ridiculous, like, they, 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 it's like Doctor Who meets Star Trek meets, um, superhero, um, world, you know, it's like, it's a weird mixture, so it's about a crew of, um, usually, not necessarily villains, but <clears throat> more, you know, anti-heroes and some heroes, and then they bring them to, it's basically like people you've seen in the other shows, like in Arrow and Flash, and then they've brought these characters together that had their short stints on each show that were quite popular when they were there, so on a way to bring them back, they now have, they've now been brought together as like a band of misfits, because they always say, we're not heroes, we're legends, as <laughs> what they always say, so, you know, it's like a band of misfits come together to basically save the world from, you know, like time, crazy time traveling villains. Right. And it's really interesting because they go to real times like it's not fictional times in comics. It's like they, you know, they'll go to um, they'll go to like the Roman Empire days or they'll go, you know, and they'll meet Caesar like in one of them. Um, what's his name? Pyro punches Julius Caesar in the face. <laughs> like how insane is that? Um, <clears throat> it's it's really crazy that show. It's really fun, you know. It's something you'll enjoy watching because this is crazy. I mean, if you're looking for something, uh, that's trying to emulate real life, don't watch it, you know. But if you look for something fun, that's just fun to watch and fascinating to imagine. If you went to certain timelines, then you should, you know. It's it's got some really entertaining stuff. They go to all these different timelines. You know, even there's one where they go to Future Star City and they meet Arrow when he's like 70 years old or something in a post-apocalyptic world. Like, it's crazy. It's They explore a lot of different timelines and ideas. Um, so it is a well-thought-out show. Don't think because it's just fun and ridiculous that it's not smart. Like, it really is. It's well-thought-out. Um, it's a good show to watch. I would recommend anyone to watch that. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's better than Doctor Who. It's better than Star Trek. It's just... It's like a mixture of a lot of stuff. And the characters on it are really different and uh, fun. Uh, Brandon Ruth, who was Superman, Superman Returns. He's Atom, is quite a popular character in DC. He's a lot of fun. He he feels like the comic relief in it, uh, for the most part. Um, when there's a lot of stuff going on, he's always the... Uh, he's almost like, uh, ironically, he's like Superman, who he played, you know? He's bright he's always the brightness in you know in dark spells you know and that's really fun uh you got sarah lance as the white canary uh you've also who's really good at uh, action scenes and stuff very charismatic the uh actor uh so katie lots i think her name is um rip hunter very cool suave type englishman very cool um you got rory and Captain Cold. Now, the best thing about Rory and Captain Cold, Pyro and Captain Cold, is that it's um, the brothers from Prison, Bay, Pr Prison Break. 
Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller, which is really fun because they're together in this as brothers as well. So it's really fun. And there's like references to Prison Break. It's fun. If you enjoyed them on Prison Break, you'd enjoy them on this. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. I would highly recommend it. You know, and they have a lot of characters that come in and go. And a lot of them are from the other shows. So if you enjoyed them and then they disappeared, you're definitely going to see them in that. So that's a lot of fun. Um, okay, that's enough about Legends. Uh, let's move on to Supergirl. Probably my favourite show at the moment out of all of them. Supergirl, it really is. It's like they've looked at Smallville. They've looked at Flash. They've looked at Arrow. They've looked at these shows, these big, big shows that are crucial for uh, DC television. And they've looked at them and they've said, okay, take the best elements and put them together. And they have. Supergirl is a lot like Smallville, but it's 10 times better. W much better written. Um, I love the characters in it. I love the lead who plays Supergirl. She was in uh, Glee, I think, which is crazy. I didn't know that. But she's really good, a Supergirl. We also get a lot of good characters from Superman's world, which makes you feel closer to her. And we have, we have Superman in Supergirl. I know you always, you always think, you know, you never get to see these big characters in these shows, but you don't. But in this, you do. You actually get Superman in quite a few episodes of Supergirl. They sprinkle him in because if you put him in too much, then, you know, people won't care about Supergirl, you know? So they, they sprinkle him in, but they put him in the right places. You also have John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, who really should have been in Justice League, but they've got him here. And he's, 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 he has so many story arcs throughout the three seasons um, of Supergirl, and it's really fun to watch. Um, very, very uh, pulling as well emotionally, because there's a lot of different, you know, he gets into a lot of different places emotionally, and it's fun to watch. Even go to Mars, you know. So there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of um, uh, playing on the ideals of slavery, and uh, also um, like the camps that the Nazis had. You know, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of, they've taken a lot of stuff that have happened and, you know, telling the stories uh, through, telling these ideals and these ideas and these things that have happened through the stories of Supergirl, which is really fun to watch. Uh, the supporting cast is great. Um, it's really good. I don't, I, I can't think of anything that's bad about it. And I will say, <laughs> the Superman in Supergirl is what I what I would want in a Superman movie. He's better than the the guy, uh, Henry Cavill, as Superman in the movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Henry Cavill as an actor. It's not his fault. It's about writing, direction. It's about all that. You know, he's just uh, portraying what people have created, you know. But I do think, uh, I think his name Tyler Hoechlin. I don't know his name. But he's really good as Superman. He's like classic Superman. He's... When you watch him, he's very similar to Christopher Reeve's Superman, which is the all-time best Superman, you know? So I would highly recommend that you give that a watch, 100%. So we've looked at um, the shows. Um, there are shows outside the Arrowverse as well. There's the Titans show that's coming when uh, they launch their streaming service, DC which I'm looking forward to. I don't know when it is. The Titan show looks very fun. It looks good, man. It looks gritty. It looks a lot like Arrow, similar tone to Arrow, like a mixture. 
Yeah, and then we also have Gotham. It's like a mixture of Gotham and Arrow. That's what Titans feels like. Um, Gotham is good. It's it's got its own vibe, man. Like that is the best thing about that show. It's got its own vibe. You've got a young Batman. You've got a very good Joker. Um, clearly, the person who plays Joker in that has studied and really studied Heath Ledger's Joker. Like it's very good. It's the best Joker I've watched on a screen since Heath Ledger's Joker. Yes, better than Jared Leto's definitely. So that's really fun. I I'd recommend to watch Gotham. It's very unique. It's unlike any other show. It like I said, it's got its own vibe. You know, it paints a picture of what Gotham is, and it's like, wow, I would not want to live there. You know, <laughs> but it's fun to watch. So that's the shows we have outside it. Now, I want to look at. Um, so we've they do have they've had crossovers. Um, they've almost had like their own Justice League. And it's usually Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. Um, I think uh, White Canary is usually there from the Legends of Tomorrow. Atom from the Legends of Tomorrow. Um, usually have, uh, what's his name? John Diggle, I forgot his uh, superhero name. Usually have him there. Um, I don't know who else. I'm not. I'm not sure. But it's like it's mainly Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, White Canary, Atom. There's a major one I'm missing. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. But um, they have like their own Justice League, kind of like Smallville did. Um, and it's really, it's really good. And the biggest crossover they had was oh man, I'm sure it's a. I'm not too familiar. I'm sure it's from a comic book, but it's this alternate timeline where Hitler um, won and he conquered the world. So Supergirl, this is like Nazi Supergirl, you know, and it's like a Nazi um, Arrow. And it's like these, it's like, you know, uh, there's a Justice League story when they face Justice League Dark and it's like an alt it's another uh, timeline. Not, not, it's another timeline. I think it's a parallel universe where the Justice League are villains, and it's kind of like that. It's like this, this villain, the villains' version of them. They get stuck in this alternate evil timeline, and they have to fight all these villains who control the world. It's really fun. The crossovers are great, and a lot of them are direct um, stories from comics, which is fun if you enjoy that. Uh, if you enjoy, you know, getting to see the accuracy of comic books brought to life. It's really good. Um, the crossovers are great. So I want to look at um, the characters that are stronger. I personally believe that um, Arrow and Flash from the TV shows should have been put into the Justice League movies simp as a one-time event simply because um, it would make people enjoy Justice League more because people already know those characters. Like I said before, the biggest problem with the Justice League movie is that people didn't know these characters well enough. And if you put in some TV show characters that people have watched for a couple years now, people would be on board much more to see them, to feel that familiar familiarity with characters. And that's what they didn't have, unfortunately. Um, so even if we look at which Justice League is better, the, the version in the Arrowverse or the one in the movies, which... The one in the movies is the actual Justice League. But unfortunately, I would say I prefer the one in the TV shows. Because there's more care taken. I know each character. 
you know, and that's the thing. I know each of them. I understand them. I know what they've been through. You know, like I know this. I know them well enough to trust them and rely on them more so than the ones in the movie. So, I always, I always wonder this. Um, you know, who else should have crossed over? You know, should we have had the Superman? I mean, honestly, I'd say the Superman from Supergirl should take over from Henry Cavill's position. Or, you know, I mean, I mean, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying what uh, would make it better, you know, because we know them. We've seen them and they are better. You know, you got to question why they're better, considering the money difference. You know, there's more effort and there's more attention and money put in to the movies. So you got to wonder why are the TV shows better? You know, it can't just be the writers. We all know that, you know, any writer that's going to get hired for a big budget Superman film, or a big budget uh, Justice League film, he's going to be an esteemed writer. They're going to be esteemed writers, esteemed directors, esteemed producers. You know that, you know, it's not about that. So you got to wonder why. And I'm really not sure, but I just wanted to cover, um, you know, DCEU as a whole and then um, the Arrowverse as a whole and break it down because um, I this this is really about, you know, what's better? Is it is it the Arrowverse? Is it DCEU? And then you got to look at why is one better than the other? For me, from my opinion, why is Arrowverse better than the DCEU? The money, there's billions into the DCEU, all the movies that they've done and they're doing. And then there's, no, I mean, it's not even close when it comes to the Arrowverse. So, you you know, you got a question why that is. Why is one better than the other? Why is, why, why is one so much better than the other? You know, and I'm not really sure. You know, you guys, you know, you can leave some comments, let me know. And maybe I'll do a follow-up, you know, based on the comments. I'll do a follow-up, talk about what you guys are saying. Uh, give you my opinions on that. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's it. You know, I just wanted to break it down. Break down each one and why I think one is better than the other. Um, break down what each one has in content. Um, but, yeah, man, that's it. You know, you let me know which one you think's better. I know I think the Arrowverse is far better, you know. Um, we will be doing more, um, topic discussions about, you know, um, comic books, you know, Marvel's media content. Definitely we'll do one on Marvel as well. We'll talk, maybe we'll have a discussion about, um, uh, the fact that they say that the TV shows are part of the MCU, but are they really, you know, that is something I'm thinking about doing a discussion about. But that'll be next time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. You know, make sure you you know leave a little leave a little comment, leave a review. Tell me what you think of the podcast. It's brand new. You know, I'd love to know what you think. You know, anything that you, is working well, anything is improved on. You know, whatever. I'm open to um, uh, criticism or compliments. Of course, I'm always open to compliments. <laughs> but that's it, man. I hope you guys enjoyed. See you later. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave a review on the podcast. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Stu underscore place. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stu Plays. I'll catch you later.
on the next episode of the Media Outcast. See ya!